When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files broadcast studios in sexy, steamy Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars, the fifth edition of my audio essay from me to you about Star Wars. I took last week off. I apologize. Simple reason. I actually didn't want to talk about Star Wars. I actually didn't want to talk much. I wanted a weekend off. But I appreciate all of you who listen, and I appreciate all of you that asked, hey, where is it? Or is it coming back? What's going on? Believe you me, it means a lot to me to hear that you like my ramblings about the Star Wars as created by George Lucas. I'm in a weird mood here, alone on a Friday night, but we're here to talk some Star Wars news that broke today. If you're listening to this not on Friday, I record this on uh, most Friday nights, um, because what else am I going to do but stay home alone on a Friday night and talk about the Star Wars? Um, Maybe it goes hand in hand, I don't know. But news broke on Friday afternoon, May 1st, that uh, director Josh Trank has either stepped down or been removed, depending on the rumor you want to believe, from the second, what is believed to be the second Star Wars anthology film. No longer standalones, don't forget. And uh, this was, uh, well, wasn't surprising news to a lot of people in the know, and especially uh, us over in Schmoes. No, we were at the uh, Star Wars celebration, as you know, if you heard my uh, Happy as a Baby uh, episode. Uh, Happy as a Giggling Baby, I should add, uh, episode from Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim just about two weeks ago. We were there all uh, most of the time, all days. I missed the first day, but it was definitely there for the last day, which featured a big panel in the celebration stage uh, that was gonna, uh, called Conversations with Gareth Edwards and Josh Trank, the two uh, first two directors of the Star Wars anthology films. And Pablo Hidalgo was uh, hosting it and moderating this uh, panel, and he came out of the beginning and basically said, hey, we're so sorry, things change. Um, Josh Trank is feeling ill, and he, and he can't be here. Uh, I don't believe... Anyone in the audience at that moment bought that. There was uh, something weird uh, about it when you have a giant, excuse me, a giant banner the, the logo on the screen. This is Conversations with Gareth Edwards and Josh Trank. It's Celebration. So minus uh, uh, some serious, serious illness, you think that a director would want to be there. So immediately, uh, speculation was running running rampant, and then as uh, we left the arena, uh, I got a text from Mark Riley, the editor-in-chief of SchmoesKnow.com, and he texted me per a source that he had, and he said, he ain't ill, Trank is out. He is out of Star Wars. Um, I then uh, I got that text, I turned to Christian, 
Harloff, who was standing next to me with Mark Ellis, I said, "Here's hey, here's here's, here's the store we got. Uh, not something we could run with a report, but it's just some something we knew." Um, and uh, Christian and Mark are already uh, they already bought into that that story because uh, it, any any person with a, a level of intelligence or no in the in the entertainment media, just something was not right about it. Uh, and I'm not going to break down things into the rumors about the problems of the Fantastic Four uh, shoot with Trank or problems on Chronicle with Trank and all that kind of stuff. And Max Landis, the writer of Chronicle today, tweeted out tweeted out something about karma coming around. Um, I'm not here to get into that. I don't know any of that. I don't know Trank. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Um, so it's not for me to speculate. But uh, it, it is interesting um, – to lose a Star Wars film, to lose that opportunity, or some might say just a, an absolute blessing of a chance to direct a Star Wars anthology. Though, believe me, it's daunting. I, I couldn't imagine doing that right now. I mean, the, the, the pressure is, is pretty immense. Um, and, you you know, the shadow of the prequels hangs over everything. And if Sir, Sir George himself, I know he's not knighted, he's knighted in my brain. Uh, if Sir George himself couldn't do it... Um, I'm saying that that there's a, that's a complicated topic to say George couldn't do it or do the prequels. You know, some might say that he couldn't. Um, but uh, it, it, as George himself says, you can you can you can go wrong with these. You can ruin these things. So there's a lot of pressure in directing a Star Wars movie or Star Wars anthology. And uh, Gareth Edwards, you can tell in his interview uh, that uh, he is nervous and cautious and and wants us to uh, know that he is a fan as well and he understands the daunting task set before him and he's very respectful of it and uh trank himself it looked like uh, i saw tweets and stories and stuff coming out i, I believe correct me if i'm wrong but i believe he was the director who had shot a fan fiction film with his friends growing up about star wars um, and now here he was directing an actual star wars movie so to lose the movie i'm sure he feels terrible whatever the circumstances whether it was his final decision whether it was uh, disney himself whether it came from simon kinberg all that stuff the truth of the matter doesn't really matter. Uh, he's he's not directing the film. And I'm sure he feels terrible, no matter what. And and um, you know what? You got to feel for the guy, no matter what. If it was his own bed that he kind of made, and he has to lay in it, so be it. I hope. I hopefully uh, he learns. I, I hope Fantastic Four is a success for him still. Maybe he can continue with that franchise. Um, and if he was just simply removed for other reasons that we don't know, uh, I feel f- sorry for him as well. I I don't worry about the film. We don't know what the film is yet about. We know very much what. Rogue One is about. It's a war picture. It is a heist picture. And I love saying war picture instead of war movie because it makes me feel like I'm in the 1950s. Um, Gareth Edwards, after seeing this panel, like I said, he really, really tried, and, and they tried, Disney really tried to make sure we as fans knew, much like J.J. Abrams, you have a fan in control of Star Wars and a professional fan, I, I do want to add. Uh, not every fan should be given an opportunity to do the things that they are fans of. Otherwise, I would be batting ninth for the New York Yankees tonight. Um, and the Yankees would lose the game, guarantee you. Um, so, uh, as far as the second standalone film, oh, there, I messed up already. Standalone. 
So far as the second anthology, uh, Disney has time. That's probably why they made this decision now. I should say, if that was them making the decision, and even if it was Trank, they have time. They shouldn't be worried. Uh, who are some of the directors now that I want as a fan to direct a Star Wars anthology film? A lot of names going around the internet sphere tonight. Um, the Intersphere, Edgar Wright certainly would be interesting. I know Matthew Vaughn would be an interesting choice, and I think someone who was uh, approached before. Um, I'm. It's impossible. I think it's impossible because of other commitments and schedules. But this time around, I, I, I actually got to say, I wouldn't mind a Spielberg Star Wars movie. I wouldn't mind it. He was for all intents and purposes, uh, going to be shooting Return of the Jedi, or, or was the choice to to take over for Lucas, uh, or actually technically Irvin Kershner, for Return of the Jedi, this according to legend. And uh, the, it just didn't work out. And I, I, I know there was still the issue with the Directors Guild of America, with Lucas dropping out of it over the issue, over several issues, but the biggest issue uh, that I recall is the he, he refused to do the credits before, uh, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, Lucas being uh, very much his own man, left the guild, left all unions, and um, Spielberg couldn't uh, do Jedi, according to legend. Uh, then, according to legend, he may have shot some stuff in Revenge of the Sith, some, uh, shall we say, very volcanic lightsaber fighting stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's ever really been confirmed but uh, or denied, but now, again, he has too much on his plate, He's already into his early 70s. He's still going strong, but he's got a lot of movies uh, that he's been tied to and, and committed to here in the next couple years. And this second anthology is going to start shooting uh, probably, what, 2016? I just don't think it's going to happen. But I got to tell you, I would, I would really be on board with Spielberg getting that shot at doing a Star Wars picture. I, I would I would like it. I know they're probably going to go with a uh, a younger, um, uh, up and coming director, so to speak, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see who is out there. Um, I'm I'm very happy with uh, Gareth Edwards after seeing that panel. I I didn't see Godzilla, so I have no preconceived uh, a notion of what um, of what uh, uh, Edwards might be bringing to the table. See, finally. My uh, lack of seeing movies works to my advantage. Uh, I just know what I saw from Gareth Edwards on that panel and that uh, awesome kind of uh, teaser trailer, saw all that kind of stuff, and um, I'm on board for Gareth Edwards and Rogue One, and I'm, I'm confident Disney will make uh, the right decision and get us a good director um, moving into uh, the, the second anthology picture. Say it with me. Picture. You know it's fun. One thing I wanted to focus on this week in Spotlight Star Wars as I ramble on here on a Friday night drinking some um, juice out of my Lando Calrissian Empire Strikes Back Burger King promotional glass that I picked up at Star Wars Celebration. Mmm. I'm going to let you hear that drink sound because it's out of Star Wars memorabilia. I loved being at Celebration seeing just oodles upon oodles of Star Wars toys pictures, posters, books, merchandise, food, whatever you whatever you thought, it was there. I love that stuff. Star Wars, look, there was movie memorabilia, uh, movie toys, movie promotions before Star Wars. We definitely know that. But for my money, 
Star Wars blew the rest of all of that other stuff out of the water and it ushered in a new era of collecting that the Star Wars stuff waned. Like I've said before, there was a dark time of being a Star Wars fan where there wasn't a lot of new things coming out. And your friends kind of let that movie fade into the past. Yeah, you talked about it at recess, but it wasn't one of the new exciting things anymore. And then, then boom, the explosion. And then the nerd geek explosion that's happened over the last 10 years. And it's reached sort of a fever pitch right now. I uh, hope it doesn't burst. It's a good time to be a nerd. Though, again, the definition of what it is to be a nerd definitely has changed. But um, it's unprecedented now what is available and what is uh, kosher to wear? Again, I, I cannot <laughs> tell you how um, you know the, the 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 picture I use for Spotlight Star Wars on the Napsock Files podcast feed page. If you go to the Podomatic page or the iTunes page, uh, the little uh, picture I use for these episodes is me in a 1983 vintage, what you would call now vintage Return of the Jedi shirt with an iron on iron on decal. It was green and it had. The, uh, the Emperor, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader in this, like, kind of odd family photo almost pose. Like, like they all went to Sears together after the big fight um, and took a, took a uh, family photo. Um, I used to wear that shirt. Man, I used to, I used to get crap for it. I, I, now you would say, I guess I get, get bullied for it. But it was, it was, not, it was not exactly popular for, for me to wear that shirt at one point. Now... I got like 32 Star Wars shirts hanging in my crowded closet, and and uh, I got more coming. I, I ordered one the other day. That's I can't stop. I can't stop getting this stuff. I, I don't know what to do with myself. My room is I'm going to be buried by a Wampa toy. I'm going to be buried by a Wampa toy. I know it. I'm starting, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm collecting Wampa memorabilia now. I'm going crazy with these Funko Pops, the Black Series, the Star Wars Black Series, which are the finest figures since the Kenner Vintage line, and quite frankly, they're better than the Vintage line because of the detail in them uh, and the packaging and all this stuff. I've got Han Solo artwork. I've got a framed Star Wars alphabet poster. I, I've got uh, a framed Star Wars rare Millennium Falcon art picked up for me by my friends Brittany Wallach and Matt Key. Uh, all this stuff's in my room. I, I, I ran, I had to clean my desk this week, which is hard. I'm kind of uh, an organized, messy person, if you know what I mean. I had to finally buckle down and clean because I had run out of room to place some of my bigger Star Wars collector books. I, at Celebration, I picked up Ultimate Star Wars, which is the new canonized encyclopedias. Uh, I had that. I had the Ultimate Action Figure Collection, Steve Sansweet's book, one of his books. I have uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe by our friend Chris Taylor. And then, and then Tiffany Smith, God bless her heart, uh, for my birthday, got me the original Star Wars trilogy, the, the novels in, in a nice new um, one-collection hardbound book here I'm holding right now. I had no room for them. I don't, I don't even get into my Game of Thrones merchandise. I had no room for them. They were laying around uh, on my floor like I'm some sort of you know kid who, who doesn't want to put his books away before bedtime. And, and then my shelves are overrun with Star Wars Lego sets, unopened, because I, uh, I haven't opened them 
Not because I'm a, I want to keep the value of the toys up. I haven't opened them because I don't have room to build them and display them. I, I've got these Funko Pops. I got the Mighty Mugs. I went crazy at Celebration and, and searching for some new Star Wars Mighty Mugs. I, I, I picked up a Lando Carisian and Admiral Akbar, um, and, and I got those. Uh, and, and a Chewbacca one finally got that one so I could match that with my Han Solo Mighty Mug. I, I'm telling you, in an earthquake... And I know LA is going to have a big one soon. I just know it. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to die by Wampa. I swear it's going to happen. I I haven't even bought the, some of the new Black Series toys that have been released. I don't know what to do. And I, I you could say it's an addiction, but it it, it just re, it started over the last year. Yes, I've had a lot of Star Wars stuff before. But I started hosting Jedi Alliance, which you should listen to every Monday live, 2 p.m. PS2 on the PST, PS2. I do have my PS2 next to my PS3 still. 2 p.m. PST every Monday uh, on Popcorn Talk. It's Jedi Alliance. Um, this week, the big May 4th show. Um, when I started hosting that alongside Mon Garrett in, in August, the August 4th of 2014 was our first show. I felt this immense pressure from myself, because uh, I'm a jerk like that, to uh, up my Star Wars collector um, uh, collection. Star Wars collector collection. I should probably drink more whiskey tonight. Um, I just felt this. If, if I'm going to host this show, I, I need to up my game. One of the first things I bought, plopped down 100 bucks cash on the Jabba the Hutt San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Black Series. It's a great toy. It's on the set every week, most weeks, I should say, on Jedi Alliance. It comes with the Jabba's little hookah and his little jar of frogs. And most importantly, it comes with Sally B. Crumb, Salacious B. Crumb. And that's it. I paid 100 bucks for that, and I love it. I love it. It was money well spent, but I didn't stop there. I got the, the the speeder bike with the biker scout on it, the Black Series one. I bought one of them. I want to buy two. That's a problem. And then I started going crazy with the shirts. I, I, I had, I've had to get rid of clothes to make room for my Star Wars t-shirts, and I'm, I'm almost 40. What's wrong with me? Is it wrong? I want to hear from you. I don't have a wife. This is probably why. In fact... I've been getting a lot of crap recently. There was a point, let me let me go back. There was a point in my life, my early 20s, that I had a, a bunch of merchandise. And it wasn't just Star Wars. It was all over the place. It was other things, um, too. And regular Legos, space Legos, wrestling, baseball, all this kind of stuff. Even some movie memorabilia. And I'd display it like crazy in my rooms. So when I moved to L.A. in 1998, I was 22. And I just kind of, I was still a kid. You're, you're still a kid. Even though I had a, had a professional radio job, I still, I had, I was a kid. And I brought all that stuff down to LA and I put it up in my room and then of course 1999 Phantom Menace comes out and I wait in line at Toys R Us for the Phantom Menace figures I, I, I waited in line until midnight for the figures of Phantom Menace with one of the people rushing to the doors of Toys R Us uh, towards the, the toy line pushing past people so I could get the I, I need a Captain Panaka give me a Panaka you know, I, I give me a Chancellor Valorum figure. I was pushing people for a, a Star Wars figure of Terrence Stamp. That's what I was doing in the spring of 1999, people. I, I'm not proud, but I also wouldn't change that memory for anything. I'll never do it again, though. Um, so then I put all those toys in my room. So then, then I started to, to, to work uh, with some... Uh, 
uh, I got my security job, my day job that never ends, and I, I got got to work with some guys who, uh, you know, they liked the stuff, but they weren't as into it as I do, as I was. And I had that moment. Uh, one of my my good friends, Matt Matt Dickinson, was in my room, and I was like, "Take this crap down, or you'll you'll never have a woman in here for more than two seconds." And uh, it was years. It was years, I might add, years before the famous scene in Forty Year Old Virgin." Where uh, they, uh, Seth Rogen and, and Paul Rudd do that to Steve Carell's character. This was like five years before that. That's why I swear that movie was a documentary. And, you know, I, I, my, Matt, my friend Rod, was also uh, in on that conversation. And I, I did. I took all the stuff down. I took all the stuff down. It wasn't for five years, but they were right. Five years later, I got my first real girlfriend. Um, so they were right from a certain point of view. Um, and then I went through that, and I, then I had a second relationship, and, and then I, I've been in a, uh, best I can say is an on-again, off-again, uh, uh, five-year um, uh, relationship. Uh, it's been five years, wow. Um, and at some point during that, I said, screw it. The, the toys are going back up. I'm my own man. A woman will love me for my toys or she won't love me at all. And I put all my toys back up. And then I haven't stopped, people. I haven't stopped. And I seriously believe death by Wampa in an earthquake is the way I'm going to go. This Funko Pop Wampa, which is awesome. It's amazing. It's supersized. I love it. It's one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars memorabilia because it also feels fuzzy. Uh, it's awesome. And it's become, made me become obsessed with the Wampa. Now I'm going to go start collecting Wampa stuff. I tried to buy a Wampa Mighty Mug, and um, my friend Megan Finley wouldn't let me buy it, and I'm resentful of Megan for that. And you should all tweet her and tell her you should have let Ken buy the Wampa Mighty Mug. Um, at Megan Finley on uh, call, Aria Snark is also her name on Twitter. Tweet tweet her and tell her let Ken buy the Wampa Mighty Mug next time because I'm trying to collect a bunch of Wampa stuff. Um, the name of one of my fantasy baseball teams is the Stompin' Wampas. I've got a Wampa problem, people. I don't. I don't. I'm doing the stand-up comedy, comma people line. I'm so I'm so flustered. My point being is, I can't stop, won't stop buying this Star Wars stuff because there's so much effing cool stuff that I didn't have growing up, though I had the vintage figures. Um, and I can't stop. The Legos, God, I grew Legos are my favorite thing growing up. And when they finally combined them with Star Wars, my head exploded right there in the toy aisle when I saw it for the first time. Seriously. What are you doing to me, toy manuf manufacturers? What are you doing to me, Lucasfilm? Don't put Lego and Star Wars together. I never stopped buying them. I did it today. I was at work. And I had to go to another location in my day job uh, that I'm a place I'm normally not at, and they have a Target there. And here I am dressed in a suit, 39 years old, with a radio on my hip, handcuffs in my pocket, looking like, you know, I'm an adult. And I go wandering into the Target just because I'm like, well, you know, maybe they'll have some Black Series figure I don't know about, or uh, maybe they'll have a cool Lego set I can get. I, I almost bought a Lego. I had to pull myself out of there. Like, what am I doing? No wonder I'm in debt. Can't stop, won't stop. Tweet me, at Ken Knapsack, some of your favorite Star Wars toys. And commiserate with me if you're of my age demographic and you're still buying these things. 
And how do we stop people? Do we stop? Can we stop? Should we stop? I don't know. Just when I think I've run out of room, I find a way to clear a shelf and buy more Star Wars toys. Speaking of the vintage Kenner, Star Wars toys and vehicle playsets, stumbled onto something uh, I was meaning to find a while ago, but I just it, 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 somehow it popped up, and uh, I think on on Twitter I, I follow some of those classic Star Wars or Star Wars toys uh, Twitter pages, and uh, someone put this up finally. Uh, it jogged my memory that I was looking for it, and it is the commercial from about well, obviously about 1980, um, with the commercial for the all-terrain armored transport vehicle playset. Now, if you're a listener of my show Jedi Alliance, and if you're a listener back to when we started the show, Maud Garrett and I have always had a, a pretty friendly debate on how to pronounce the shortened version of all-terrain armored transport. I say at-at, she says at-at. I contend it's a generational thing. I always have contended it was a generational thing because most of the people in my age group, and I think Janet Bush was uh, on the show and uh, said the same thing, and some of my other friends. um, uh, And then friends that I know from growing up when I was a Star Wars fan with them alongside them in school or even in high school and college, they say at-at. And... I'll say this now. I'll reveal, pull the curtain back a little bit. I don't give a damn what you say either way. And I know some people, even Mod herself, has gotten some quote-unquote proof with one of the game designers of the new Battlefront coming out. Oh, no, it's AT-AT. The, the woman's from Iceland. English is like her tenth language. She doesn't know what it is. All right. Lucasfilm at one point released some, some statement. Someone had a question about it. I've actually gone online and researched this, people. I'm using the word people a lot tonight. I apologize. I'm like a bad hack comic. I'm passionate about this. I researched it, and there's at some point someone contacted Lucasfilm over the last five years, and, and they will get back to you, and they said, you know what? It, it's both. It's, it's AT-AT or AT-AT, whatever the hell you want to call it, crazed fans. It is what it is. So I don't take it too seriously, and I want you all to know that because I, I actually get some pretty serious messages, uh, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, about the AT-AT, AT-AT debate. And it's always people against me. I'll get some people who are pretty serious about their defense of, of my use of AT-AT. Um, but I get some people who are like, look, idiot, it is AT-AT. And, they, and everyone always goes to the ATST, the All-Terrain Scout Transport, which was, uh, debuted briefly in Empire Strikes Back, but was featured prominently in Return of the Jedi when the end, uh, on, on the Battle of Endor when the Ewoks took them down and Chewie and two Ewoks commandeered one. Um, and people always say, well, you don't call it an ATSIT. No, of course I don't call it an ATSIT because it doesn't look like anything. But an ATAT, you looked at it on a page, it looks like AT-AT. And then I always would tell people, look, it is a generational thing. We were told to say that. Well, in Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi, they actually don't ever say all-terrain armor transport or AT-AT. And you're right. 
In fact, there's a lot of things not actually said in the Star Wars movies that we have names to. Some of them have just been named by toy manufacturers and accepted as as the truth. Some have been, uh, um, you know, later uh, stories added behind uh, the characters. You know, Hammerhead, uh, that was the name of the figure. And now it's a whole story and he's a uh, Ithlorian and all these kind of things, you know, and I love it. I love that that character has a backstory. But you know what? I grew up and he was called Hammerhead on the action figure, card back. So he's Hammerhead to me. He always will be. Respect his story. <laughs> Respect Hammerhead's backstory. But he's Hammerhead to me. So when it comes to the Imperial Walker, the AT-AT, the all-terrained, armored whatever, I always said it's generational. Finally, I found the commercial. Finally remember that I wanted to see it. And I put it up on the Jedi Alliance page, and I tweeted about it too. And in the commercial, the very cheesy announcer refers to the AT-AT as an AT-AT. Oddly enough, they don't say the AT-AT, or when you buy a AT-AT or an an AT-AT. It's kind of cumbersome. That's probably why he doesn't say He The announcer refers to it as like a character. Play with AT-AT. Make AT-AT walk. AT-AT doesn't come with batteries. Figures can fit into AT-AT. Really weird. But the point is, the commercial's out there. It's from 1980. And it says, at at. It says it 20 times. It says it from the beginning. It says it in the middle. And it says it in the end. Now, whether or not someone now in Lucasfilm or someone at EA creating Battlefront, whether some fan wrote on a web page that you can't possibly call it an ad ad, I don't give no dams. Number one, I don't take it too seriously. But my point is, that is why an entire generation grew up calling it an AT-AT, because that is what we were told to call it. Commercials, when you're a kid, don't lie. It's an AT-AT, and it will always be an AT-AT to me. If you want to call it an AT-AT, God bless you. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Big show coming up if you're listening here on the weekend, uh, May 4th, Jedi Alliance. We're doing a live two-hour special celebrating May the 4th, Star Wars Day. If you're listening to this afterwards, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're, or for whatever reason you haven't heard of Jedi Alliance, please check it out. And thank you for listening to this show, Spotlight Star Wars, and all the other shows on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, including the Knapsack Files interview show, a show about life, the universe, and everything. And The Night is Dark, the podcast about Game of Thrones and a song of ice and fire, uh, which is uh, co-hosted by me, Tiffany Smith, Mont Garrett, uh, presented on, uh, on Geek Bomb's YouTube page here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed and also uh, produced in part with the wonderful folks over at I See the Frog and Drama 3-4. Big things happening with that show as we move it forward. And uh, Alicia Malone's Film School, we're still trying to work on it. Poor Alicia is a busy, busy, hard-working woman. And as am I, a hard-working man. Uh, So it's hard for us to find the time to sit down, record half a show, watch a movie, and then finish the show, uh, recording the show. But we will. We're working on it. 
And then I am, uh, as promised, starting a new show that will be about once a month here on this channel called I'm Always Up, featuring me and uh, young, impressionable writer Alex Welch of SchmoesNow.com and uh, Screen Rant now. The kid's growing. He's working. And it's going to be our uh, fun little show uh, that we'll get coming for you. So there's so much on this channel, and I appreciate you all coming along for the adventures. Maybe you like one more one show more than you like the other, and that's great. I have options now. It used to be one show on this feed. Now it's an entire network, at least for now. Maybe one day we'll split some things out there, but this is it's cost-effective. Can I be honest? It's just more cost-effective for me to do it this way, and it's kind of fun to see uh, all the different kind of shows I can put onto one podcast feed. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podomatic. Subscribe, rate, and review for me if you're on iTunes. And um, spread the word. Spread the word. There's a lot of Star Wars shows out there, but like I said, this is my little audio essay about Star Wars from me to you. It's bonus material. And I thank you so much for uh, for listening and uh, and communicating with me. You can follow me on Twitter, at Catnapsock. Don't forget to follow Jedi Lines. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice tonight. I'm yelling too much about an ad ad. This is why I took a week off, folks. Uh, follow Jedi Alliance uh, at Jedi underscore Alliance and all the things we do over there at Schmoes Now. Follow them as well. Uh, I'm going to end this show now. I've talked enough about Star Wars. My voice is gone. It's a Friday night. I'm going to pour a glass of whiskey and wonder when, if ever, I'll stop buying Star Wars toys. Until next time, may that Force thing remain with you. <laughs>